Hello and good afternoon, everyone. This is JY Obona with the Obona Tennis Online Coaching Podcast, welcoming you from another cold and windy day from Atlanta, Georgia. I have to say, Atlanta is definitely one of the toughest places to play uh, in the wintertime, not because of all the rain we get, but also because of the lack of indoors that we have. Uh, you know, we're right on the cusp of, you know, where it starts to get too cold, but also. It's not quite cold enough to where people have felt the need to build enough indoor courts, but you know currently it's you know 39 degrees with 20 to 30 mile an hour winds, and uh, most places don't have indoors here. So good luck, kids out there. Uh, I'm sitting here in the comfort of my own home, and I wanted to talk to you this week about why you should stop looking at the draws of tournaments. Uh, and you know this is. A practice that is very difficult. Uh, it's going to take some discipline, especially from the parents, because you know usually they're the ones that are going to be uh, looking at the draws to find out what time they play, and they're, they're going to have to hold some information back. Um, but let me get you started here with a, a quote from Stephen Kotler from uh, The Art of Impossible, one of my favorite books in the entire world. So he says, most of our fears and most of our anxieties don't exist in the present. And when I read that line, it just, it it really hit me because, you know, what benefit is there of looking at the draw and looking to see who you play? Uh, Now, we can say that, you know, maybe you're trying to see who you play so you can figure out what strategy and, you know, what you kind of want to do. But for the most part in juniors, most kids don't have the entire tool set to just change up their strategies, you know, whenever they want, you know, they, they just, they kind of have, they, they have their, their strengths, they have their weaknesses and they kind of have an A and B plan, but they can't go to somebody. Let's just say they need to hit a, a short slice onto their forehand and bring them into the net. They just don't have that type of tools yet. Um, that's something that gets, Developed much later on, and in, in, you know, eighteen and unders, or even more so, college and pro at that point, if you've been fortunate to make it that far. So, you know, when you're going to look at the draw, you know, there's so much more downside to finding out who you play than upside. So, let's go through a few different scenarios and, and what can happen. So, scenario one is where a player finds out that they play an opponent that they believe they should beat. Right away, that player is going to start thinking about, oh, well, I, I, I need to win this match. I can win this match, right? And then they start looking ahead at the draw. Um, but they've just added more pressure to win because they feel they should win that match. But who says you should win anything? There's you know, No one's handed a match. You have to go out and play, and if you play bad and they play great, I, I've seen even up to two, two and a half different uh, difference in UTR points where uh, upsets can happen. So. You know, all you do is just add more pressure to win uh, because if you don't, you just feel like a fool. You know, you just lost a match that, you know, you had and you felt like you should win and you didn't. And now you, you saw a pathway to quarterfinals or semifinals and now you blew it. So, and it becomes even worse, especially if you start losing those first few games in that first set. You're really going to start thinking, oh, my God, like, how can I lose? I can't lose this guy. I can't lose this guy. And But all you're doing now is thinking about stuff that has nothing to do with your strategy, your routines, and things you need to do to play well. So 
And even if they somehow managed to win and, and eke out that match, they were so miserable and stressed out that it wasn't a fun match. You know, they, they, they were so concerned about their UTR going down because they didn't win by enough that it, it was miserable the whole time. They don't, it was not a pleasant experience. Um, and, and so then they, they get to the next match and they don't feel very confident at all because, well, how can I beat somebody later in the draw if I can barely beat somebody who I should beat, you know, by a, a huge margin? So that, that's downside scenario number one. Downside scenario number two is they see an opponent who's ranked significantly higher. Well, right away they think, well, there's no pressure on me, right? I'm not supposed to win. But look, they're already thinking about losing. They're already thinking that the odds of them winning a match are stacked against them. So even though they say they don't feel any pressure, the problem is as soon as they start losing in a match, they're not going to really dig in that much harder to, to win that match because it's okay if they win. Yeah, I mean, sorry, it's okay if they lose. So they're just, they're okay with it. So they might play very well compared to their expectations They because they play a little bit looser, but they almost play too loose and they play a little too careless. And one, if the other opponent starts playing well, they're going to say, yeah, well, that's okay. It's not my fault. I'm not supposed to win. No big deal. But the problem is in order for you to make a level jump and move up, and start beating other players that you weren't supposed to, and you becoming the, the top seeds and, and and becoming a better player, you have to beat the players that are currently ranked above you. You have to move up above them somehow. But if you never really sit there and dig in and do everything possible and see every pathway that you can beat them, you're not going to, and then you're not going to make a jump. So actually, you're only going to beat the players you probably should beat, but you're never going to beat them because you never feel like you should anyways. So that's option number two. Uh, downside option number three is when they see an opponent with a similar UTR. Now on the first hand, now uh, right off the bat, they're going to say, oh, okay, great. Uh, you know, if I win this match, this is actually going to affect my UTR as well. You know, now the other match where they played somebody with a much higher UTR, they definitely saw you know, if they win that match, they can really make a big UTR jump. But they didn't believe they could win in the first place. So that was probably not going to happen anyway. But when they see someone with a similar level, like, ooh, well, I can beat this person. They can beat me, but I can beat them and my UTR rating will go up. So if they get down in a match, they'll continue fighting because they, they believe they can win. Uh, they believe that they you know, are up against a similar level player and there, there is a way out. But if they start to get down a little too much, say 6-1 in the first set, uh, the problem is they're going to put even more pressure on themselves because they're going to believe they're wasting a good opportunity where they can get a win and get their UTR up. So there's, the chances then start to increase that they're actually going to hit the panic button in the match and it's going to spiral out of control. So again, just a lot of downside into that. So downside scenario number four is... If they have a winnable match, but they also have a winnable match in the second round because they've looked that far in the draw, or maybe they see a great draw, you know, oh, if I win this match, then I can get to the quarterfinals, you know, semifinals, you know, I just need to get through this one match. The problem is they put so much pressure on that one match that it becomes too much. They play too nervous. They're actually so afraid of losing. They don't actually play to win. They don't go for it. Uh, They play tight, tentative. 
and, and they get stressed out and it's another miserable experience. So, you know, at, at best, looking at the draw changes absolutely nothing for them because maybe they're one of the players and I've worked with one of these players. It really didn't matter who they played against. They literally always came out the same, same mentality, same way, didn't do anything. I would say 98, 99% of kids are the same way. So, and then there's the few that actually rise up to every occasion and, and, and just look for it. And those are the ones that are going to take off. Uh, but for most, everybody else, they're, it's going to hurt them. And it's going to put too much pressure on them. And I think parents need to understand this, especially, uh, I've found this so many times where they say, hey, you know, you're going to play so-and-so with a so-and-so UTR. So why are you telling them their opponent's UTR? Why are you even talking about rankings in the first place? Why are you thinking about that in the first place? Now, I know I've been talking about UTR a lot. I'm going to go into it in a little bit. But there's no need to tell them the UTR of their opponent because you're already going to start uh, getting their mind working on all these different types of things. How good their player is. Is it a win of a match? Are they going to lose? Oh my gosh. Like, you know, I gave up my weekend and now I play this person first round. That's so miserable, blah, 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 blah. So parents as well, unknowingly, you know, you're adding more thoughts and pressure when you start adding uh, the ranking or seeding of the player when you tell your child who they play, it, it does nothing to them because in reality, we're supposed to treat every day the same, right? No matter who we're playing against, coaches say we need to go out there with the same mentality, same attitude, same effort, and working on the same things no matter what. I mean, that's at least what most coaches, uh, most good coaches try to preach. But we know that whether you're playing a friend or the top seed or this seed or that seed or whatever, it's a different feeling. Well, you're already throwing in all those different feelings as soon as you start talking to them about who they're playing and what they're ranked and all that. You're taking the conversation away from, hey, no, it doesn't matter who you play. You know what you need to do. Just go out, do it, be ready for who you're going to play, and that's it. You know, because like I mentioned earlier, that they're not going to change their strategy that much. It might be a little bit A or B, but juniors don't have 10 different tools they can go to to change opponents, uh, change how to play against opponents. So um, let, let's stop talking about all these draws. It, it Just focus on the present. Um, you know, and why have I been talking about UTR a lot? Well, you know, because everybody's talking about UTR. So that's why I have to just be open uh, about it. You know, everybody thinks about matches in terms of their UTR because they, they're trying to get into college tennis and they know that their UTR rating works. So I'm not going to sit here and just pretend that, oh, don't look at rankings, don't look at UTR. Don't think, no, everybody already thinks about it, right? So how can you work around it? Well, this is one of the ways that we can work around it as much as we can. So we don't ignore it, but we don't take the conversation there. The player wants to take the conversation there. Well, that's their their thing. You know, what we're trying to do is, as coaches and as parents, is guide the players to a place that's as easy as possible to uh, get better, do their best, and just let fate take it, take their life where it's supposed to go. So, whenever they want to look at draws to see who they play, say no, don't look at the draw. I'll look at the draw. I'll tell you. Well, I just want to find out what time. Great, I'll tell you what time you play. Well, who do I play? Doesn't matter. You know, I, I know some parents who go so far as to say, "Oh, I forgot." You know, and, and every player asks, well, well, what's their UTR? Can I look them up? I, that's another thing. Also, kids have the 
ability to go on UTR and, and, and look up, you know, who they play and all that stuff, or at least look up the UTR. So if you give them the name, then they're going to go plug it in and they're going to find out their UTR when you're not paying attention. Look, you can't control that, but what we can control is the conversations that we have with players as to what they should be thinking about. So uh, if they're going to go and make life miserable for themselves and thinking about who they're playing and if the, which match is going to help their UTR or whatnot, they're going to do that on their own time and ruin their own tennis career. We need to help them as much as possible to keep the conversation at, hey, doesn't matter who you play, what time you play, where you play, what they're seated, you have a shot at winning, but nothing matters if you don't focus on doing your best playing your strategy and having great routines and just be willing to adjust to what's happening in the match. And if you do your best and you focus on those things, we're going to be proud of you as coaches and as parents. Uh, so let's keep the conversation there. There is no real benefit to looking at who you play and what they're seated and what the draw looks like if you get through that match. There is a tremendous amount of downside if you look at who you're playing and all that. So don't make your life more difficult than it has to be. Tennis is already hard enough, especially junior tennis at the competition level. So good luck out there managing this. It's not easy, but uh, we gotta start somewhere.